Time. Hi, and welcome to Talk Time, a podcast from Signals. I'm Fraser Merrick, Education Coordinator at Signals, and Talk Time is a podcast exploring the history of communication tech here in Tendering, Essex. In today's episode, I'll be talking to Michelle Nye-Brown from the Nays Tower in Walton. One of the technologies our project has been researching is radar during World War II. Radar has its ties to Essex in both its development and deployment. I spoke to Michelle about the tower's role in World War II, but also about the tower's rich history as a guide for naval vessels, with records showing the tower was built on the location as early as the late 1500s. I began by asking Michelle, what is the Nays Tower? Okay, so the Nays Tower is actually um, a navigation tower. Um, It was built by Trinity House um, and what it actually is, it's um, it's an early form of lighthouse. Um, and so in its early days, it probably would have had a beacon on the top with fires lit. Um, so it's what came before lighthouses. Um, so um, it's still used as a day sea mark today as well. It was built at the Nays because it's the highest point in the actual area. Although when it was actually built, it was actually quarter of a mile inland. But today oh, wow. it's now about 50 metres from the edge. <laughs> wow. Yeah, quite dramatic coastal erosion in Walton on the Nays. It's really interesting, I've always thought, how the Nays Tower has sort of remained really relevant throughout its long history. It's always been a really important navigational landmark. You mentioned it was uh, commissioned by Trinity House. Trinity House, yeah. Who who are Trinity House and, and what were their what was their role? So Trinity House are like um they're responsible for the safety of shipping. Um, and they were actually set up by Henry VIII, um, and um, so they've been going a very long time. Um, and um, they look after all the lightships, lighthouses, the buoys, um, uh, the markets at sea. Um, and um, they built the tower, and it was to get you through the sandbanks. There's a lot of sandbanks out at Walton, and it would have been to get ships into the port of Harwich, which obviously back in 1720 was a very busy port back then. The Nays Tower is actually very well known. I'm surprised how many people know about it, but it is because of its navigation and sailing aspect. And um, obviously it's surprising where <laughs> who knows about it. And it is connected with its sort of sea connections, really. Yeah, you can see it from a long way away as well because of it being a tall landmark building. That's what it's meant to be partly used for. So um, it's got about, you can see from the tower about 30 miles away, the sort of radius. Wow. So it's quite a big, um, you know, viewing from the top, which which is a reason why lots of people go up the tower to look at the view. Essex is known for being incredibly flat. Uh, and especially mm. sort of as you move out towards Tendering in North Essex, it's, it's relatively flat. So it really does stand out quite dramatically um, when you're, you know, when you're up. I know I've been up in um like on the suffolk coastline and, and with, when the angles are right you can still see down to down to essex uh, and yeah, even, you can see the tower yeah, <laughs> yeah yeah and even when you're in walton it always um boggles my mind that south end isn't actually that far away as the crow flies but the yeah. roads are oh, all yeah. kind of inland and then you go out but actually if you just go straight down the coast it's not that far away which is quite bizarre not by, not by sea no i mean from the top of the tower on a really clear day the furthest you can see you can actually see the coastline of kent wow <laughs> yeah it's like a landmass in the 
So you mentioned that when the tower was first built, it was likely they would have been using beacons on top as like an early form of a lighthouse. How did the tower evolve in its use? Okay, so yeah, I mean, it has had a lot of different uses. A lot of them have been military more in its later years. I don't know if you know about the intriguing story of um, its intriguing uses for tea parties. Have you heard <laughs> no, about this? no, tell me it's early, This is its early history. So this was... Um, probably only about sort of uh, 30 years after the tower had been built so around about 1750 the um, tower actually was used for tea parties by the aristocracy um, for tea parties Um, and they were run by um, a uh, she was actually a singer called Martha Ray and um, she actually was the mistress of Lord Sandwich okay um, who was a close friend of the right honourable Richard Rigby MP who was also custodian of the tower right Martha Ray was Lord Lord Sandwich's mistress, and so she used to run these tea so called tea parties in the Nays Tower. Wow! Um, And um, so obviously tea was a was a much more expensive and uh, commodity back then. Their friends came down from London, and then they'd have these parties in there um, because he used to live at Walton Hall, which is just still behind the Nays Tower today. It's been Mm -hmm. rebuilt in the same style. Um, but he used to live at he used to live at Walton Hall and Missley Hall, um, okay. and the story goes that he used to ride. He used to own all the land between Missley Hall to Walton Hall, so that he could ride his horse on his own land the whole way. Um, <laughs> so he's quite a colourful character. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Martha Ray, Martha Ray met a rather bad ending though, because um, a bit of a scandal of the day, she was actually shot dead on stage in Covent Garden. Wow. By a jilted love interest. Yeah, and he was a reverend. Oh my so, god. <laughs> Yeah, it was actually one of the sca- a scandal of the day. So this is a really early sort of little story connected with the tower and um, quite an unusual one. But in actual fact, though, um, I, with Lord Sandwich and Richard Rigby, they it could potentially be um, the Hellfire Club because they were both in it. So oh. it could be those parties might have been part of the wow. Hellfire Club. So <laughs> It's <laughs> so a feature film waiting to be made right there. <laughs> So um, that's one of his interesting early history. But uh, later on, it had a lot of military uses. So if you sort of go to the sort of early 20th century, the Nays Tower was used by the Royal Navy. They were actually using the tower for signalling and semaphores. So they were using signalling flags, which were actually hung down the side of the tower, large flags. Um, And that was to communicate with ships out at sea. And also then they get the attention of the boats, I believe, and then use the semaphore to communicate with them, which was there was a semaphore post on top of the tower. Um, And I believe that they were using it to communicate and practice manoeuvres with ships out at sea. I think they were also sometimes communicating with other towers down the posts. So part of a sort of connection of way of communicating with one another along the coastline from other posts. In the First World War, sentry boxes were actually added onto the tower um, and it was used um, as a lookout post and also as a lighted beacon. They actually put these little sentry boxes on the side of it. Sort of you just had to stand there and look out to sea. For, oh, <laughs> for, <laughs> and I don't think there would have been that much activity back yeah. in the First World War. Yeah. Obviously, they were still worried about um, invasion at that point um, mm. as well. So, um, But in the Second World War, um, things really, um, obviously, uh, the Nays was completely militarised. Um, it looked, you know, would have been turned over to completely to military activity like the public were not allowed to go up the naze it became quite right. top secret up there um partly because radar was a was a new invention and like um they didn't want people to know about it it was actually illegal to take pictures of the of that radar on top of the tower we're very right. lucky we've got an illegal picture of it to this day otherwise we wouldn't have any pictures wow. of it 
um yeah i know <laughs> i don't know who took it but, yeah but, yeah um, i'm glad they did in a way um, yeah yeah, the whole place was turned over with army huts, trenches, you know, pillboxes. There was all gun placements along the top. So really, you know, like lots of, uh, you know, like scaffolding put along the beach to stop like landing craft or tanks, mm. you know, like to stop people. Because they really thought that um, the Nays was a sort of place where where actually we might be invaded okay. um, during the Second World War. So they were doing a lot of military practices up there. And I think they also did some radar missile tests on the end of the Nays at Stone Point. Okay. Um, and obviously the tower had its radar on it as well. But the one on top of the tower was actually only put up there in 1942. Before that, the radar was on the cliff edge. Okay. Um, yeah. But they actually then, they moved it up to the top of the tower to get a better distance. Yeah, there's a, there's that really fascinating book, isn't there, by Reg O'Neill, who discusses the, who was a radar operator in this uh, lovely book. He talks about kind of the day-to-day -day life of the radar operators who were sort of I mean, a lot of them were in the tower, weren't they, on the various floors kind of operating? Yeah, so when they moved it into the tower, they moved all the operations, were all moved into the uh, into the Nays Tower. And so all the um, uh, the radar operators would all have been working actually on different floors in the tower, detecting where the aircraft was coming in and out. Yeah, Reg O'Neill was one of the people who actually, um, he actually was a radar operator. So um, yeah, his, his book's absolutely brilliant on, uh, on his experience there. There's a really good story about um, the light bulb, which... <laughs> Um, yeah. when they put the radar up on the top of the tower when it was first installed the range which they were getting was really really poor and they were all like well why is this happening you know mm. <laughs> it should be we should be being able to track a long way with this new radar and it just by chance one afternoon a, a technician was climbing up the stairs and he put a uh, light bulb just touched the metal spiral staircase and it actually started like blowing oh and then he was God. like hold on this is a bit interesting <laughs> and um he put it closer to it and then it was like a lot brighter and what? then and then they started realizing that actually the actual metal spiral staircase which is huge which goes through the whole tower and it's 86 feet high the tower basically um was actually acting as a sort of convector of power mm. and transferring it from the antenna feeders actually to the banister yeah so it was all going into the banister not up to the top of the tower so they had to i think they had to move um the receiver up the tower and also they had to earth the staircase because right. because it was made of iron it wasn't earthed so they had to copper wire it wow. into the ground so yeah so literally the staircase was um, making making the whole radar not work i just i just had this like visualization as this said they said like lowly engineer kind of walking up the stairs and all of a sudden this light bulb starts glowing in their hands i mean i would be <laughs> yeah, terrified it was something like, like an alien abduction or something <laughs> was about to happen you know it must have been so otherworldly well, I bet, I bet he was a bit like, oh, my gosh, what's yeah. happening? <laughs> but um, I, I bet they were really pleased to work it out because yeah. um, evident, evidently after that, they were getting a brilliant signal. And the Nays Tower did have a particularly far-reaching signal. I think it was going all the way over into France, obviously. Mm. Um, it, it really did reach a long way. So it ended up being a very active radar tower, effective, having it all that way up on top of the tower. I mean, interestingly, later on, Years later, that radar tower being on top of the tower actually caused a lot of problems building wise. Oh, really? uh, yeah, because the structure was so heavy, oh, um, right. it could the, really the tower couldn't bear the brunt of yeah. that. And um, in 2015 to 16, we actually undertook a whole year worth of restoration of the tower. And a lot of that work was connected with the um, sheer weight of that radar having been on top of the building. Wow. It caused lots of cracks and, um, yeah, lots of problems. And also the military want the tower. They've always been allowed to have it. Mm -hmm. And um, when the military had it, they would just 
put bits of metal in it and all sorts, which right. they shouldn't have done in a brick building. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> made it made it obviously they made it into a radar tower. They 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 did what they liked with it really. Yeah. But actually, um from a from a sort of historic building point of view. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Historic pretty, England they, wouldn't be very impressed. They were they were they sort of caused quite a few problems, but obviously we we were very lucky to actually work with Historic England um, to do this big restoration. Um, in actual fact, um, we've put right all the problems which they caused <laughs> and the radar caused. But yeah, obviously back then they just, you know, they just had to do whatever they could. So yeah, yeah. But uh, I do know that it was a, a, a very active um, radar site and obviously it was chain home low radar. So it was all connected up with all the other different radar stations and i think it was feeding in all the mm. information to the bromley site they were tracking obviously detecting like enemy aircraft but also tracking in their own ones and mm-hmm. making sure you know like if any were damaged that they'd get like rescue out to them as soon as possible so obviously radar played a massive part in um in winning the actual second world war yeah yeah a really important invention really interesting that it has such a tie to the area as well and that our our corner of the world had such an important role yeah definitely i mean it's um it, it was it it was like one of the first defenses during the during the war um and um, made a big difference and i know that that it was like a really important part of like for the battle of britain it gave like people an opportunity to fly above like the german fighters it gave Mm. it gave pilots more time so it was it was really really important um yeah yeah. see the 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 enemy planes kind of assembling across the channel so they could then uh, launch an attack beforehand and get above them for the for the dogfights yeah that's basically yeah so in the battle of britain it was like absolutely crucial radar made all the difference that it gave them a massive advantage so um yeah i don't think it can be sort of understated how important radar was and yeah it has got really big i mean it's quite interesting with the nays tower because it had a radar on it in the second world war you can see boardsy manor from the top where mm. it was actually partly invented i believe yeah and then obviously and then obviously up at Mar- with marconi connections as well the other aspects of inventing radars but i do know speaking to reg because i actually spoke to him um unfortunately he's now passed away but um i did actually chat with him about it and obviously it was like a really 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 top secret at the time because um it was it was like the secret weapon yeah we'd like you say we're so lucky to have that that fabulous photo um of the the the, the radar tower on top and if you, everyone wants to look it's on the nays uh, website if, if everyone knows the nays it's like oh Oh, that was on top. That's <laughs> that doesn't seem right, but yeah, it's it's really cool. <laughs> I wish I've got to say I really I, there's an aspect on me where I wish that I had actually seen that. Obviously, yeah, I, I would be a lot older now if I had. But um, <laughs> uh, basically, it would be um, I, it would have been amazing to see that on top of the tower, though, as well. Like, um, obviously, you only can see it in pictures, but to actually be there with that mm. on top and actually rotating round, I was thinking, wow, that would be quite quite something to see actually um but um i mean it was it was they obviously did really advance the this i mean this chain home low system which they created and the radar i mean previous to that the the i know that the actual radar which was on top of the cliff top was a much more heath robertson affair where they literally were powering it by by like um this one was an automatic one which rotated round and was <laughs> electrified mm-hmm. um but the one actually on the original radar which was on the cliff top before they moved it on to, to the top was actually powered by leg power or something i what? heard <laughs> and actually by like you know two people actually like moving it round oh like by hand almost i know <laughs> that's what i've heard it was not it was not automated wow. and it was really heath robinson design so <laughs> they really did get get their act together yeah yeah dramatically <laughs> brilliant so so that's kind of up to where we are now 
Um, yeah. What does the the tower offer at the moment? Okay, so um, the Nays Tower today, so it houses um, basically. Um, we actually opened to the public in 2004 so we've been going for 17 years um, and we've been actually open to the public since then as a visitor attraction um, and the Nays Tower um, houses inside there's um, eight rooms and inside um, it houses like um, an art galleries museum tea rooms and also the viewing platform on the top um, and from the top you do get absolutely stunning views all mm. the way up into Suffolk a lot of the view is up into Suffolk actually um, as far as Orford Ness and like I say on a very clear day all the way to Kent yeah. um, but, um, also though you've got amazing views of like the Walton backwaters which is obviously a, a national nature reserve that's a very beautiful area of all like mud flats and salt marsh and um, it's an absolutely that's my favorite view from the top of the tower mm. but obviously you've all, also got the view all out to sea and it's quite interesting with all the different sort of um, traffic you keep sort of coastal traffic yeah. you get of boats some different types and it is a very busy place it's it's always the lovely thing about the view at the tower is it's always changing with the tide and yeah and different boats and obviously we've got the big port of felix though so there's huge boats there sometimes as well so um it's really interesting and you've got a lot of sailing as well in the back from the backwaters with titchmarsh marina so yeah so it's a it's a very interesting view and then inside the the towers um obviously open to the public and we actually open from the 1st of April till the end of October every year we're closed in the winter but we are open every day during that time and it is very it's proved very popular with people so with the, with the art galleries we show art which is um by East Anglian artists and it's very well known for that we actually sell the work as well um but we put on we put on um three shows a year and of all different work each year across about six of the floors and then we've got a museum floor as well and um, some of the galleries are also tea rooms as well so obviously with what's been happening at the moment we actually unfortunately were closed last year but we are intending to open up this year so excellent um yeah we do t intend to be as and when we can open up we will we are planning on doing that so Brilliant. our first show will be in the summer Oh, um, starting in June, hopefully. <laughs> Excellent. And where can people go if they wanted to find out more about the tower or find out more about uh, opening hours, etc.? Okay, yes, definitely. If you want to find more out about the tower, the best thing to do is definitely come and visit us when we are open. Um, but yeah, to find out more information and about when we're open and things, do visit our website, which is naystower.co.uk. There's lots of information on there about the history as well and about the Nays. We also do lots of things on social media as well. So um, under Nays Tower. Oh, brilliant tons of really interesting information there thank you so much michelle that's okay very nice to speak to you a huge thank you to michelle for her time and knowledge about the nays tower as part of our talk time project i've been working with the excellent students from marketfield college to create a game all about radar at the nays you can play it for yourself on our website simply visit signals.org.uk and have a play this podcast was produced and edited by me, Fraser Merrick. It was funded by Essex 2020 and the National Lottery Heritage Fund. Top time.